Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Peter. And you are the listeners. Yay! Yay! This is our first episode of 2023, hopefully not the last. Um, <laughs> we took a little break. <laughs> I mean, with the amount of breaks we take, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> we're just we're just preemptively taking the entire year off. We know it's going to be a bad year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we took a little break, and now we're back. Um, so like half know... our episodes to start that way. <laughs> yeah pretty much it's like we took we took a little four month break and now we're back and this is our like fifth episode of the year yeah we're, we're like the we're like the worst youtubers ever uh what, what's that guy that we both watched that like makes like one video a year jakey something uh nakey jakey does that there's a few people like that yeah but uh i know the last couple episodes we were doing a lot of those like familiar tunes things but I got bored of that, so instead we're doing something else. Uh, Kyle wants unfamiliar tunes. Yes. Um, so yeah, I kind of just scrolled through our list of episode ideas and found one that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and it kind of posed a question of, what is the fastest album production ever? And I thought that was kind of interesting, like, because that that kind of means different things it's like you know how, how fastest in terms of like how like the time it took to record the album or fastest in terms of like from recording time time to production time or like huh. time it takes to end up in stores on uh, some sort of media so, so with these examples are those showing different examples or different variations little, on that question i guess yeah yeah a little bit yeah i huh. I didn't want to do like a whole like here's seven different bands that you know recorded stuff really fast because that's kind of boring. Um, Even though number three so, would shock you. Yes, yeah. Basically, we just turn into like a Buzzfeed podcast. Funk feed. Um, funk feed. Buzz funk. That sounds like that's actually a cool band name. Buzz um, funk sounds like a uh, like a haircut. Yeah, like give me, give me that buzz funk. You should go to uh, go to your barber and. Tell them that next time. <laughs> um, I I will say, I, I want to say maybe I wrote down this topic like probably a number of years ago, but I have no recollection of like what inspired. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I I I scrolled way down when I found that one. So it yeah, it could have easily been years and years ago. I was just yeah plumbing plumbing the depths of our ideas. Um, that's cool though. But yeah, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a pretty short episode. We got like three examples here that kind of uh, showcase the different reasons for, uh, I guess, and the different ideas of, like, what it means to produce a quick album. Um, uh -huh. So I guess, without further ado, we can get into it. So the first example I have is from the band Bell and Sebastian, which I don't think we've ever talked about on this show. They're kind of an indie band. They're still around, mm -hmm. um, but this original... Um, scenario happened in 1996 and it's it's a really interesting story actually so the the origin story of their first album called tiger milk um is actually they're a band from uh scotland from the glasgow area actually and so i guess glasgow has a music college right and uh there's a course at that music college that talks about like the music industry, basically like music production and the business of, of side of creating music, 
well, as part of that course, every semester, and I think it's only like one, it's like one semester a year they help, they hold the class. Every semester, they um, produce an album for a local band, huh. and because obviously you know they have probably have like decent recording equipment at the college or whatever so they they kind of give local bands like a hey you know we'll help you produce your album you know free of charge as sort of like a community service type thing right huh. um so in i guess bands can apply to be you know be the one picked for the college to produce basically do it for free and that year belt the band bell and sebastian won but part of the stipulation of them producing the album because they didn't obviously want to take up a lot of time in the production studio away from like students is they were given three days to record their album. So like a long weekend, basically. Jeez. So yeah. So because they kind of won this contest, uh, they recorded their first album in three days and it's, it's to this day, one of the shortest like timeframes of a recorded album ever. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Bill and Sebastian, they're, they're more indie. Uh, they're still around. I think they actually have a new single out fairly recently. So they're, it's, they're producing music, what, almost 20 years later. Uh, hmm. The name is yeah, familiar. I, d- I don't know anything the, there's on the top of my head, though. You may have heard some of their newer stuff. I, don't, I didn't recognize anything off their debut album because it's probably even more obscure than, you know, their popular songs. Hmm. Uh, so I just picked a song off of it that I thought sounded good. Uh called Electronic Resonance. So uh, let's play a little clip of Electronic Resonance from Bell Sebastian. Yeah, the thing I thought that was really interesting about it is just, I mean, it sounds like a lot of indie indie music that I hear nowadays, but the fact that this was done back in 96, it sounds pretty cutting edge for that era. Hmm. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. So yeah, that was... At the same uh, time, I guess the style is, I mean, it is indie music, so maybe that's part of the definition, but I was going to say that like, it's... It, like it, it sounds like a full song, obviously, but it, it is a little stripped down in terms of what you're hearing. So like, mm-hmm. it's not like they had to sit up a full orchestra and all this shit. Exactly. For three days, exactly. like they they could more easily churn these songs out over a few days. Although I'm sure it yeah. was still a pain in the butt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're more of an indie stripped down band. It's literally two people, so it's a lot easier to produce an album quickly than if you're doing some big orchestral piece or a piece with a lot of different instruments at once. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's a really good point. Speaking of, uh, I guess bigger ensembles, that kind of leads me into the second one. Uh, did you want to take the lead on this, or do you want me to keep going? Uh, sure. I will do this one. Um, so apparently, um, the Beatles, they're pretty big. So I guess we're going from very obscure to very not Exactly. Very obscure to biggest band in the world. Yeah. Um, so apparently, so, so I guess when the Beatles were kind of getting ready to record their debut album, um, 
with producer George Martin, they basically what they did was they performed um, a live set um, with two microphones um, instead of a recording studio. And basically within 13 hours, they just turned out this entire album um, of 10 tracks, um, which it says it would be supplemented with four songs from the band's first two singles. Um, does that mean those were added on later? Not necessarily part of that. Yeah, I think session. they previous previous to this full album, they had a couple of single of forty fives out, which you know have two songs, um, that they basically just added to the album. So these this ten tracks that they recorded were entirely separate from their singles that they had originally done. Interesting. So, I mean, even faster than the three-day weekend now that you're doing it in, like, basically one long day. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting that they almost took, like, a sort of, like, live recording route of, like, we're just going to record this like it's a concert and just kind of do, like, a one-take or like a one take kind of thing and just, you know, take the best, <laughs> best stuff that comes out of that. Yeah. I'm sure because of... I mean, I'm... This is, again, it's their debut album. This is before they were really popular... Uh, I'm sure they were, you know, they were needing to pay for the recording time. So they were like, let's get this done as fast as possible. Right. Um, and then probably at that point in their career, a lot less concerned of polish and everything. It's just like, exactly. let's just record ourselves and get it out there. Exactly. So yeah, they were, they were kind of under, under a, probably certain time constraints that they wouldn't be fut- further on in their career. Yeah. Um, so I guess they kind of had, uh, it's kind of interesting in that sense that like, a band that would go on to become the pretty much the biggest band in the world for like a decade, you know, on their debut album basically has to like hurry up and record it because <laughs> they, they can't afford the recording time or whatever. Yeah. So Interesting origin. So is yeah. Please Please Me the album? Yeah, Please Please those... Me is the album. I think okay. I think it's also the name of one of the songs off of the album. Okay. I didn't realize uh, their debut album was that one. I thought it was just called The Beatles or something. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you... Oh, I guess we'll listen to the song, Please Please Me. Yeah, let's listen to a little clip of the song, Please Please Me, um, as an example of the album. Now, one thing I want to clarify, did they, when they recorded this, it was, I guess, I assume it wasn't part of, no, because it was like a studio session, I guess. It wasn't like a live show. No, no. Because that wouldn't have been 13 hours long. No, it wasn't a live event. It was, it was recorded in the studio, but they set themselves up, (coughs) excuse me, they set themselves up like it was a live session rather than recording pieces individually. I see. Um... That leads me kind of into a question. Possibly we'll answer this with the next one. I'm not actually sure. But, like, theoretically, in terms of recording an album, I guess any any band's live album, because that's a whole, like, thing in itself. Yeah. You know, if, the, if, their, if their show is an hour long, that means you recorded the album in an hour. 
more or less. I mean, the production time beyond that, I'm sure there's like mixing and stuff that happens later, but um, I don't know. Just an interesting yeah. thought, I guess. No, that's, that's actually a very good thought. And that does kind of lead into the final one, which was kind of the... It's kind of the real reason I wanted to do this episode. I didn't think this was enough to do like a full episode, but I thought this concept was interesting. Mm-hmm. So the last, um, I guess the last one we have to talk about that kind of reframes the concept of like, you know, fastest album production time. The other ones we were, we were talking about, like, okay, how, how long did it take to record the album? But like you said, that doesn't include mixing. That doesn't include in, like all the editing they have to do after the fact, uh, actually putting it onto record or tape or CD or what have you, and then mass producing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously that takes a lot longer. Well, in this instance, um, Jack White, the uh, like kind of rock guy slash lead singer from the White Stripes, um, basically set out to pr- to uh, perform, record, cut, produce, and and push out a record as fast as possible to basically beat like the world record for the time it takes to do that. This um, sounds very much like a Jack White thing to do. I was going to say, yeah, he's he's in a very special position to be able to do this because he actually owns his own record-producing factory in Detroit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but the whole concept is really interesting. So, um, I, don't, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but you know, like, how every year they have, like, quote, record store days where... Uh, I think like we've a, talked about it a little bit. Like, at least, like, yeah. your experiences with it or whatever. Yeah, I think we might have talked about it when we talked about, like, a bunch of the, like, indie record store shops and how a bunch of them went out of business during COVID and stuff. Mm, But, yeah, essentially Record Store Day is, like, a specific day of the year that, like, a bunch of uh, independent record stores will stock sort of semi-exclusive albums that, like, only come out on that day from different artists. And it's just kind of a way to generate interest in records, support local record shops, and stuff like that. Well, on Record Store Day uh, back in 2014, Jack White's like, I want to record a single and on the same day as Record Store Day and literally get it in stores that day. Jeez. Um, so <laughs> That's a fun idea. Yeah. So at 10 a.m. Uh, Central Time, because he's, uh, he's in Michigan, he walked on stage in front of a small crowd at the Blue Room at his... Uh, his Nashville studio. He has a studio. Uh, in Na- I think he has one in Nashville, one in Detroit, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he calls it the blue room. Um, so yeah, he has this little, uh, performing stage at his studio. He walked out on stage at 10 AM and, uh, recorded a limited edition seven inch of the title track from his album, Lazaretto that was due to come out June 10th. Um, so a couple, oh, months, like a couple later. months later. Okay. Yeah. So, Literally, yeah, he, he went out, he performed that song, and then he performed a B-side, which I think was like a cover, uh, an Elvis cover or something. Hmm. Um, and from from there, they basically rushed the master recording to his uh, pressing factory, where they immediately started pressing 45s. And they hmm. printed sleeves for the 45s, which were pictures taken during the show, just like oh wow minute, minutes before basically so it's not so, even that they got like the <clears throat> uh like the album art 
ahead ready ahead of time it was like let's just no it was it was like it was like from from walking on stage to cutting a record he wanted to see how fast he could do it and i guess he's the total process took three hours 55 minutes and 21 seconds wow and uh he actually got guinness world record certification as the longest or the quickest time to from recording to uh to cutting an album and i guess up to that point the previous uh guinness record holder was actually a swiss accordion trio (laughs) called volgas company which who Hmm. doesn't know them um we we don't even need to explain it listeners because of how well known they are uh who released a live album uh, on August 16th, just one day after recording it. So they, uh, they kind of had like a 24-hour turnaround, whereas Jack White cut it down to uh, three hours, basically four hours. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. And so, yeah, he basically, yeah, he recorded the single, cut it in his uh, in his production factory, and literally was shipping them out to local stores within four hours. That's pretty crazy. Wow. Um it's um i'm curious them i'm sure they must have done some limited run with it and like trying to find a copy of that now is like some you know yeah I, sh- I didn't i didn't think to look on ebay or anything but i i don't know how many records he ended up producing of that single if it was because if it was a record store day they're kind of meant to be exclusive so i right. doubt he was shipping them out to california it was probably like local probably to just the in town yeah. exactly like the tennessee area or whatever but That's yeah no, cool. the, uh, the concept's really interesting and I, I just thought that was like a fun way to tackle the idea of like you know uh, how fast can we make an album basically how fast can we make a record right well, um, that's a great capper on this topic too because as far as i know there's nothing that has happened yet that's faster than that yeah um the link that I put in here actually is, it's worth a watch. It's like a little 10 minute video that kind of show documents the process. They actually like recorded uh, it uh, as like a little promo thing. Um, so yeah, let's uh, play a little clip of the uh, Lazaretto single from that was Jack White recorded. And, Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, today, everybody here is a piece of history. Today, April 19th, 2014 record store day hashtag rsd14 hashtag world's fastest record we are all making history together brothers sisters in arms my veins are blue i connected and never sink a bone and my brain is electric but i think this is on the best of them you'll tell me hold on Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that they, like, really fully documented every step of the process and made, like, a whole promotional thing out of it. I wonder if they did, like, a test run of all this just to make sure that, like, they had everything. That's a, like that. that's a good question. Did he, yeah, <clears throat> did he just, like, wake up one day and was like, I want to do this? Or was it, like, we're going to practice this to see how fast we could cut the time down to? Yeah. That's a, that's a good question. I guess I'll have to watch the uh, YouTube video to find out. Um, you listeners will have to be viewers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll link this YouTube video on our Facebook page or something. Uh, as like a little companion for the episode, if anyone's interested. 
Um, but yeah, that's that's about all I got. Uh, like I said, there's I'm sure there's plenty of other examples. These are just three that I thought were interesting and can make for a uh, short episode. So, yeah, it's yeah. a nice little bit of uh, variety too. Exactly. So yeah, um, yeah, listeners, if you can think of any other super quickly recorded albums, or if you've tried to record albums quickly yourself, you can let us know. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say, if you can think of any topics we can do really quickly, listen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Twenty twenty three is all about brevity. We want we want we want quick topics. All five minute funk all uh, the time. It's, I was going to say we're 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 moving over to tick we're moving over to TikTok, so all of our videos are going to now be ten seconds. <laughs> Uh, can you imagine like a TikTok version of podcasts, like ten second podcasts or something? Uh, that would. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, no, God. Please. My attention span is too long for that to make sense in my head. It's. Eh, I'm getting off topic here, but whatever. It's so funny because, <laughs> like, TikTok has taken like the video content format and like compressed it down to where it's like you know you have to grab someone's attention in like five seconds, but. Then you have places like YouTube where to get, you know, to get advertisers attached to your video, the YouTubers will tell you like, oh yeah, you have to make a video that's like over like 12 like minutes, minutes or something, whatever. Yeah. Something like that to even get a- an advertisement attached to your video. So it's like the the incentives of the two platforms are so crazy different. It's hilarious. But then at the same time you have YouTube and Instagram probably even facebook honestly i don't know i don't keep track but doing like the shorts yeah no copying tiktok so youtube's definitely jumped on the tiktok bandwagon as far as copying really i mean they they copied tiktok with that they copied twitch with their youtube live stuff they do now so yeah so i guess you could say that tiktok is like the fastest album production of videos exactly they actually in their app like it's it's that stupid simple in their app you can literally edit videos with their app and like cut them quickly to like get them up on tiktok as fast as possible Hmm. that's why they have all those like little stupid i don't know what you call it like uh like robot voices that will like narrate stuff or like a lot of tiktoks will all use the same song because it's like built Uh, into the because you could just slap it in there really quick exactly uh, so yeah, it's like an entire like content creation app, basically. I don't like I said, I I'm not I'm too old for TikTok at this point. But the concept I guess is intriguing, if not sad. Well, listeners, if you think we are intriguing but sad, um Which is uh, very true. F- find us uh at getyourfunk.com. Go listen to more of our episodes there. Or on I mean you're probably listening on Spotify, let's be honest. Um but whatever. It's fine. This has been your host, you. Peter. And this has been your host, Kyle. And you have been the listeners. Bye. Bye. We love you. <laughs>